4 to 6 on Sports Radio 97.7 ESPN. From the TDS Cable for Business Studio. Where'd you dig this song up, AT? Andy just went from Marvin Gaye to this uh, in a matter of the last five minutes on the show. I have a very, uh, what's the word? Eclectic yeah. collection. Yeah. Uh, we are talking baseball, and I, I'm excited. I, you know, I thought that this spring football season as a D1 was a success. You know, they, they only won a couple of games, but played with Kennesaw State. Uh, you know, gave New Mexico State a heck of a game. I thought, you know, Juddy and the guys in a, in a conference is probably most known for basketball. I thought the, the inaugural season for Juddy. But the way that the baseball team finished the season, I thought with a winning record in conference, it was a huge success. And let's ask the skipper himself, Coach Chris Fate now joins us on the show. Coach, do you feel like your inaugural D1 season was a success? I know you want to win every game. I get that. But overall, was it a success for you and the fellas? You know, loaded question, loaded question. <laughs> Starting um, you off with a hardball here, right down the middle. Yeah, you know what? It certainly ended well. It ended um, a lot of fun down the stretch. The teams we got to play throughout the year, the facilities we got to play in, the way our guys responded. Um, certainly, I mean, at the end of the day, 25 and or 24 and 32, um have a hard time putting a, a moniker of success on that, but certainly the way we turned it around in the back half and the way we played um, in conference, especially late, certainly a successful back end of the season, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you sweep Seattle, you 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 sweep Northern Colorado, and then you go down to High Corbett and you shock Arizona, who was sixth at the time. Um, how good of friends are you with the Arizona? coaching staff because I don't think I don't think they booked you thinking that you were going to come down there and steal a game at the end of the season yeah I am very good friends with them and uh which is why we were able to get them on the schedule you know and get a you know nice guarantee to go play there and um he had some choice words for me after that Friday night game (laughs) it was all in fun and Jeff you know we had some laughs but but yeah he, he basically said I knew I shouldn't have brought you guys here you know <laughs> but um but that was a really cool experience to be honest with you you know not being able to go to the postseason for a couple of years um that was a regional I mean that was a re- that's what we told our I mean that was a regional atmosphere um you know all the the six regionals that we've played in as a division two um the way we felt the night we beat Arizona was the way you usually feel when you win that first or second game in a regional and when we lost the last one in the heartbreaking fashion with a walk-off, um, honestly, it felt just like when you lose and get knocked out of regional, you know. Um, so that was a cool experience for our guys to have in front of 2,000 fans each night. And just the atmosphere, the competition, the level of play, and our guys certainly rose to the occasion. It was really cool. How close was uh, Chase to catching that ball? It was hard to see on the live stream out there in, against the fence, it looked like. Yeah. How, how close that, that, that out was there at the end of the game when they walked off? Yeah, it was. I mean, it hit his glove. You know, it, it's a tough field, man. That field, it's 410 in the power alleys, 365 down the lines. Um, it's a ton of ground to cover, um, which is one of the reasons we specifically played some guys. We played that weekend in the outfield to, to cover some ground. And, you know, off the bat, it looked like it was gone. And I think he went back, and then he actually ended up being able to come forward a little bit. 
it just was kind of a tough play, and he made a leap at the fence, and I think he thought he was against the wall, and he was about two feet from it, and so he kind of got off balance. And Yeah, but, I mean, hey, there were so many factors in that game before that that um, could have won us the game that it wouldn't have come down to that. And so, um, for you know, the, for the freshmen, you know, it's just talking to Chemi. Yeah, I think we played. I think we pitched and played seven freshmen that weekend, you know, in some capacity. So, holy Toledo, you know, the experience for those guys and how much better they're going to get is is really cool. Yeah, uh, what's up with Jack's uh, stirrup look, man? I I, I saw Jack. Is it Jack Walker? <laughs> like, talk to me a little bit about the stirrup look for Jack. Is that a new thing I'm seeing down out, so, out there? Uh, you know, Hunter Pence started that, and now there's a bunch of guys do there's. We went and played Grand Canyon. The whole team did that. You know what? Usually that's not something you see from our club. You know, we were, but, you know, I made some decisions this year at a certain part in the season not to sweat the small stuff. Yeah. You know, I just felt like there were so many bigger things and more important things. We, we've always taken pride in our discipline and, and how we do present ourselves and, and not being in an outfit, but being in a uniform, you know, and looking the same as each other. Um, but there were just some little things that, I wouldn't say I let anything go, but we just kind of, you know, again, didn't sweat the small stuff, focused on bigger things, and and uh, just worried about making our guys better, trying to show out as good as we could the last two months of the season, and making sure that we're prepared to be a lot better next year. I want to ask you about some certain players, but first, I mean, you win three or four against UVU. That's sweet in-state conference rival. You yeah, beat, we swept them. We actually won oh, you sweep sweep all four. Sorry. You beat BYU, you beat Utah, you still won against Arizona. Like, of all these key wins, even though you said it's hard to categorize this season as a success, which is 24 wins, what what's going to be maybe a memory or two? What was the highlight from this inaugural D1 season, Coach? Yeah, you know, you know, the walk-off win at home with BYU um, was a big one. Um, the huge crowd, you know, night game, just back and forth. Good, good baseball game, you know I mean? You've heard me say, I mean, I say I'd rather you know lose a three-two game than win a fifteen-to-ten game. Just good baseball, um, and you know to walk them off at our place in a five-four game that was awesome. Going to Utah, and the, you know the final score ended up a little closer, but we we were rolling early. You know I think we were up nine-one at one point in that game and played really really well. Um, that was exciting, um, you know. And then I would put that Arizona game, you know, that Arizona weekend, honestly, you know, up there as well um, in terms of that experience because. Those are just those are a couple of memories that you know you're not going to be able to replace, um, and and it really set the bar for our guys in terms of what the expectations are. Kind of hey, now that you know you can do it, now there's some expectation to do it, you know. And uh, so those were some cool moments. Let's talk players, Coach Fate. Now we're skipper of the Trailblazers, recapping the 2021 spring season. Talking Trailblazer ball and stick here on ESPN Radio. I want to get into Jake Engel setting the record, leading your team, I believe, in in batting average. Uh, Coach, Coach, talk to me about Jake a little bit. He was a stud, man. Five years, you know, um, came here as a pretty highly recruited guy. We were blessed to get him in our program. Kind of a guy when he got here without a position, you know, caught some in high school, played some first, played some outfield. And obviously, as you've seen and know, at the college level, it's a little bit faster and a little bit tougher. So he bounced around some positions while he was here, battled some injury. Um, it was really tough on him. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously two years ago, All-American season in Division Two. Uh, last year, COVID shortened. would have been another All-American year. He was on pace to hit about 25 home runs and was hitting 450 or something when that all went down. 
And, uh, you know, then to show up this year, not really go great early, you know, struggle some early, as most our hitters did, really getting acclimated to the pitching and, and the Division One level. And just to show out how he did the last couple months and, and to break that record. I, you know what speaks? I don't know if you saw the picture or the video, but, you know, when, when he hit that home run and he touched home plate, the entire team was out in front of our dugout. And, you know, he stopped and he didn't point to the fans. He didn't point to the sky. He didn't, he, he didn't beat his own chest. He did two hands right to his teammates. Like, you know, that was for you. That was really, really cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, a guy that uh, is going to be tough to replace. He He's already used up uh, all his years. I, I want to get some other guys, but first, Coach, have you had your exit interviews? Do you know which of your, your, your seniors are going to use that extra year of eligibility yet, or is that all still to be determined? Yeah, no, we're, we've had all our meetings. We, we flew home from Tucson on uh, Sunday morning, and I grinded it out in the office and knocked all of them out, and... Uh, you know, we're on to, to the next thing. And, you know, we're bringing in, we're getting guys housing ready for next year and still finishing up a little bit of recruiting. But, yeah, we, we, we really like our core that's back. It's going to be tough to replace the, you know, the handful of guys that are gone, um, guys like Jake. But um, we like those young guys, man. They played their tail off this year and, and just got so, so much invaluable time and experience. Is this the youngest team over the course of the season that you've, maybe in your coaching career played the most as underclassmen? Is that, is that a fair question? Close. We, we had the one year when some of these guys were freshmen, um, which was the, the one, the only year we haven't had a winning record until now, we, the year we went 25 and 25. Um, I think that was 18, maybe 2018, the year after we lost a bunch of all Americans, you know, Tanner Marash and Drew McLaughlin and, you know, uh, uh, We've, we lost the regional championship to go to the World Series that year, and the next year we, we brought in a lot of these young guys, guys like Tyler Hollow, Ben Pettyhole, um, Jack Gonzalez. I mean, all those guys were freshmen. That was a year that we, similar, you know, we started that year probably about 6-20 and 20, um, and then just grinded late to get to 25-25, and 25 and, and we knew that year was going to be a little lumpy, but we played those young guys because we knew there were going to be years like, you know, the last couple where those guys are going to, be big contributors. So probably this year and that year were the years that the majority of young guys, but we, you know, we were starting the last few weekends of the season. We started three freshmen on the mound in four game series. We were starting three freshmen and a junior uh, at any given time. We were starting four freshmen in the field. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there were some days and you know, at Tucson, I looked around the field a couple of times and if you count the pitchers we threw and the guys we played in the field, we were playing uh, seven underclassmen, you know, out of the, out of the 10 spots. So, Coach, I'm sure one of the biggest challenges is obviously with the level up and uh, you know the pitchers and the guys coming out of the bullpen for the opposition are all killers. Are guys that are used to on your team that are used to batting 350 and you know now they're batting in the 200s. I'm sure um, you know just working through that with these guys and the process and the time it's going to take. I'm, I'm thinking about guys like Tyson Fisher, for example, a local kid mm-hmm. who was a world beater last year and statistically was a little down this year. Um, I, I'm sure that's one of the big, bigger challenges of, uh, of moving up, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I would tell you the mental, emotional coaching was as hard this year, or, or we had to do the most, as much of that as we did any sort of physical training, um, for some of those hitters, you know, like a Tyson, but also for some of the pitchers, you know, I mean, you look at our team ERA and some of the guys numbers and they're not used to pitching like that either, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, it was tough. I mean, the pitching was, 
the pitching was good. You know, I didn't do us any favors with the non-conference schedule that we played. Um, but there was a purpose behind that, and maybe it was a little too much. But um, I think it's certainly, you know, playing Washington State, Wichita State, USC, San Diego, you know, those teams yeah. mid to early season is why we finished conference play 21 and 15, yeah. you know, and why we won, you know, eight in a row down the stretch and 12 out of our last 16 in conference for sure. Speaking of the schedule, I, I know, you know, you got some time to finalize next year's schedule, but will you mentally adjust that a little bit or do you want to play anybody anywhere, anytime, any place? That is our theme. You know, we do want to play anybody anywhere. Um, we weren't able to get as many people to, to play us this next year, you know, um, and so it, it'll be a little it, 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 it'll be a little bit, less, but you know, I'm already, you know, the NCAA regionals start this Friday and we have more games on next year's schedule against teams that made the regional this year than we did last year or, you know, that, that we're in this year. So, um, so it's not going to get a lot easier. It's just not necessarily as many PAC 12 games. And we've got a little bit more at home next year, which will help that the travel was tough on our guys this year as a first year program. We did have to kind of concede a little bit and play more on the road than we were used to. And that was a grind, but um, yeah, we'll tweak it a little bit. We're going to play a little bit more conference. Our conference made some tweaks. So we have more conference games next year. And, uh, but outside of that, I mean, we do have, I think five, four, four, four or five regional teams on our schedule for next year. And, you know, we'll try and get that released here by the end of summer. I love it. Coach Faden now hanging out with us. Uh, I got to ask you a little bit about Caden hollow and, and then Tyler hollow though. I mean, Obviously, Caden's just a freshman, right? And then and, and, mm-hmm. uh, I think a junior, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at it right now. But what's it like having yeah, these two guys junior. both coming back next year, man? The hollow, hammer and hollows. I don't know what your nickname <laughs> for him is. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, Tyler's been here for four years. He was in that group that we brought in a bunch of freshmen and played them. And he's hit over 300 every year he's been here. He's been a steady, steady Eddie guy at second base. Um, you know, this year it killed it. You know, he broke his handmate bone um, in the Sac State Series um, in a 10-pitch at-bat that he had leading off the game. And so he missed he missed about seven, six, six or seven series for us. And, you know, he wasn't back to this last weekend of the year. And uh, But he's an invaluable cog in the lineup um, and a steady guy at second base. And then his younger brother's just super talented. You know, he's a guy that turned down some money in the draft out of high school to come to Dixie State. And we were blessed to get him, uh, you know, left-handed hit and catcher. The sky's the limit for that dude, you know. He can throw behind the plate. He can receive. He can hit for power. I mean, shoot, he was – we got – at one point in the year, he was hitting 417 with seven home runs. Yeah. Um, and obviously he cooled off, and part of that's being a catcher and having to carry the load back there. Um, but was still, you know, enough to be a first-team all-conference guy. Um, and probably my, my favorite thing about him, you know, if you look at his stat line, we like to add the walks and hit by pitch together and kind of compare those to strikeouts. And he was 31 and 31, you know, Good and for a guy that hits nine home runs, that's pretty impressive. And that's why that on base percentage is high and, and why he's in there every day. Uh, offensively, you guys hit 55 home runs. Is, you know, you expect that number to go up next year. What do you, what, 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 what with the makeup of knowing what you've got, coming back some of the, maybe the recruits you're targeting what, what 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 could that number be like next year now that you've got a feel for this WAC conference yeah i don't you know i don't i mean we lose ingle you know and pritchard and Sperlin. yeah i mean those three guys combined for 22 
Yeah, twenty-two home runs. I mean, that's a that's a big piece to lose. But you you, you kind of expect all these younger guys. You know, Shane Taylor gets six this year. Fisher gets nine. You know, you expect those guys to kind of you know and increase a little bit as they're. I mean, I mean, Fisher's numbers are going to be tremendously better next year. Um, he's going to move the ball more. He's going to you know strike out less just now that he's seen it. I mean, his numbers are night and day over the last you know five weeks of the season compared to the first ten. Um, and then some of the guys we have coming in, we really, really like, you know, I, I don't know, you know, the whole time I've been here, I mean, we've never really built our team around power. It's always been built around, you know, pitching defense and speed. And we are trying to get faster again. I liked our stolen base numbers. You know, if we, if we would have played better early and been in more games or led more games, those numbers would be, you know, elevated even more. Um, but we, I just kind of let the power numbers come. I just want guys that don't strike out and move the baseball and can run the bases and play defense. So um, that's the way we'll continue to go. And if we get some boppers, that's great. Uh, real quick pitching, then we'll let you go, Coach. Um, you know, you got, uh, of course, Jimmy Borzoni coming back. And what an incredible junior season he had. And then uh, I think, uh, isn't Brett back? Isn't he a, a, a Brett yep. Port? Brett was a tr- so. Yeah, Holiday's a freshman. Uh, Brett Porthen was a freshman. Um, ben Hart, freshman. Ryan Hardman, freshman. Um, and again, like those guys' numbers are are not tremendous just because of the way we started the season. But man, it'd be cool to have just a breakdown of like the last half of the season, you know, and what those guys look like. But huge innings um, for all those freshmen. Um, and then you throw Borzoni in there, who's you know kind of the old man of the staff now. Um, and his seasoning and the work ethic that he has and the leadership. And yeah, we, we like ourselves on the mound with that core. We got to add a couple more pieces and we got a couple guys coming in. We like, but I mean, that's our key, man, that, you know, when we pitch, we get, we give ourselves a chance and uh, we'll continue to try and get better on the mound, you know, day in and day out. Good stuff. Coach Payton hour, everybody. Uh, one final Coach, show. I'm sure we'll be talking to you about uh, some new recruits. I'm sure we'll, when the schedule comes out, we'll be chatting with you a little bit more in the off season. But I'm sure uh, the kickoff weekend will be, be here before we know it, Coach. Oh yeah, and hey, I just appreciate you guys getting the word out. I mean, unbelievable crowds this year at Hearst. You know, I know you got to come and do a live feed or two, and you know, the crowd we had for our first home series and the BYU game and the Utah game just really cool. And we, we want to continue to bring in some Power Fives and some familiar names that people can come out and see and enjoy uh, baseball in a beautiful location. So uh, thank you guys, Andy and, and Devin, for what you guys do. And I'll look forward to being the, the studio there with you soon. All right. We'll keep checking on the grass to make sure it's growing at Hearst all summer long. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate you. The skipper, Coach Fate Now, or Coach Fate, joining us here live on ESPN Radio. Again, Andy, I, 